Holy of Holies. You're not ready for this. Outer court, inner court, Holy of Holies. Can I minister to you that the outer court is where they slayed the animal and the animal is the animal where the blood was shed. The animal, the blood was shed on the altar of burnt sacrifice. Come on somebody, that's the outer court. Can I tell you that in the temple or in the tabernacle, the largest section was the outer court. Don't get mad when people don't agree with you. Just realize they're called to the outer court. But let me challenge all of you that are in the outer court. The outer court is exciting. It is. There's, there's, there's smoke, there's a fire, there's water, there's animals being slain, there's priests chanting, they're walking back and forth, there's lines outside. It's exciting after you've been there for 30 years. It loses its glamour. How long are you going to sit in the outer court before you begin to wonder what's going on in the sanctuary? You're not ready for this, are you? Can I minister to you that when you leave the outer court, there's another place that's called the sanctuary. Hello, it is the inner sanctum of the sanctuary of the Holy Holies. That sanctuary there is where the, the, the candlesticks are. Hello, power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Hello, the light of the Holy Spirit. It is where the table of shewbread is. I won't even deal with the table of shewbread because most people preach it wrong, but really it has to do with offerings and giving. But I won't even deal with that level of giving yet. That God places giving on the same level with the fruit of the Holy Spirit and the altar of incense. You can't pray right and you can't worship right if you don't give right the table of shewbread didn't belong to God it belonged to the priest the priest ate the bread that was on the table of shewbread it was an offering to the priest hello somebody if you don't know how to give you ain't ready to worship and you ain't ready to pray that's why God heard that's why God heard Cornelius's prayers and saw his alms come on somebody your money speaks just as loud as your prayers do but I won't preach on that today in, the inner, in that inner sanctum, there is the altar of incense, which represents intercession, prayer, and worship. There's also the candlesticks. Hello, we are experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit who makes intercession for us. With moanings and groanings which cannot be uttered according to the will of God. That's a 60-fold ministry. And then there's another veil that goes to the Holy of Holies. But there is a problem with the Holy of Holies. All of us couldn't get in there. When you put the Ark of Covenant in there, there's actually only enough room for one man to squeeze in there. It's a tight fit. There's no room for anyone else. See, you can't get in there in your individual personal salvation kind of way. You've got to become flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. Come on, somebody. There's only room for one man, and Jesus is our high priest making intercession. You've got to get in him if you want to get in the holy of holies. That's why Paul said, that's why Paul, come on, somebody. In him, I live, I move, and I have my very being. That's why Paul could get into the third heaven, because he was in him. We're going to preach in just a few minutes. You have a 30-fold expression, 60-fold expression, a 100-fold expression. You have a Passover. You have a Pentecost. You have a Tabernacles. You have a first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. You have an outer court. You have an inner court. 
you have a holy of holies. I won't even begin to preach today and tell you that your altar of incense cannot be lit until you take the brazen laver that's in, or until you take the brazen thurible that's in there, take it to the outside or the outer court where the blood of the lamb has been sprinkled on the horns of the altar of the altar of burnt sacrifice. Take a coal off of the altar of burnt sacrifice, bring it inside of the veil into the sanctuary, place the altar of incense and place that coal that came off of the altar of burnt sacrifice there and then add your incense. I won't even tell you that on the feast of Yom Kippur, which is once a year, y'all maybe never heard this, but I preach it anyways because it's unlawful. Some of these things you can't get in the Bible bookstore. How many of you, you may not know that once a year, the veil was opened. You may not even know that once a year, the veil was pulled back by ropes from men who were outside. And the sanctuary and the holy place for a few moments became one. And, that, and it was the only time of year that the high priest had to offer instead of one hand, he offered two hands of incense. And then took the altar of incense and pushed it into the holy place. And God says, I shall meet you in the cloud. Oh, you want to know what the cloud is he's going to meet you in? It's the cloud of two hands of intercession. It's the cloud of two hands of incense in the Holy of Holies. It's not a cloud up in heaven somewhere in the sky. It is a cloud when you come to the fullness of God and you leave the 60-fold, step into the 100-fold, and your worship enters into another level, and your praise enters into another level, for God inhabits the praise of his people where he comes and begins to inhabit you and begins to fill your mouth and begins to change you into the cloud of glory. I won't even preach on that. I'll throw that out there to you for those of you to get the tape, go back and study it out and then take that to your pastors and your different people in different levels and then really get me in trouble. 34, 64, wonderful. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. Passover, Pentecost, tabernacle. Can I minister to you? When something grows, Jesus says, in that day, there shall be first the blade, then the corn, then the full ear in the corn. Hello, 34. First the blade, then the corn, and then a full ear of corn. You can't eat it till it's a full ear of corn. 34 won't feed you. 64 won't feed you. But a hundredfold will feed you. But a wise man, if all he has is one stalk, doesn't eat the corn but takes the corn and lets it die so that if he plant the corn he can bring forth much corn so he has only one piece of corn he lets that one piece of corn die so he can plant it and have much corn God only had one son but God wanted many sons so he let his one son die and planted him that when he got up the third day he didn't get up by himself but he got up with many sons unto glory how many of you hear me by the Holy Ghost the son of God became the son of man so the sons of men can become the sons of God take it to the next level now abideth, or God, actually Paul says in Timothy, I write unto ye babes, unto ye young men, and unto ye fathers. Hello, 34 babes, 
Hello, young men. Sixtyfold. Hello, fathers. Hundredfold. Put it another way. Let me break this down so you can really understand it. Here's Ruth. Here's Ruth walking around, a poor woman with old raggedy Naomi. And the law says that the poor are allowed to pick up, pick up the leftovers of the field. So here they are walking through the field, picking up the leftovers, 30-fold. Come on, somebody. Boaz walks by the field one day and says, well, that woman's kind of fine. Y'all drop the best of the field. Oh, she's picking up the best of the field now, 60-fold. She ain't through yet. She marries Boaz and buys the whole field, 100-fold. Come on, somebody. Right now, right now we're eating leftovers. Right now we may, and you may leave the leftovers. You may be getting a good sermon on a Sunday. You may be getting a good message every now and then. But God doesn't want you to continue to hear good messages. God wants you to become an owner of the kingdom of God. Not to hear about it, but to own it. Not to talk about it, but to own it. Not to preach about it, but to own it. How many of you hear me about the Holy Ghost? Put it another way, Bishop Ash, if you insist. Joseph's father gave Joseph a coat to rule over 11 brothers. Or 10 brothers, actually. Come on. Actually, he only had 10 brothers because Benjamin wasn't born yet. Because Benjamin is a type of the sons of God. Joseph was the type of Jesus. We won't even deal with that now. He had a coat to rule over ten brothers. Hello, law. Your first anointing is a legalistic anointing. Your first coat is to have authority. Come on, somebody. Over your half-brothers. Won't even deal with that. Can I minister to you that God ordained his brothers to throw him in the pit and take his coat? You know why? Because that coat was only a 30-fold coat. If his brothers didn't take it from him, he'd have still been preaching in the 30-fold church. So his brothers had to put him through hell and take. Some of you say, why, did I, why is all hell breaking loose? Because you didn't want to give up your coat. So God, God arranged for your half-brothers. God arranged for your half-brothers. Come on, y'all may have the same father, but some of you may, come on, you may have different women, different churches, different denominations. They all love the father God, but they have different, I'll leave it alone. And God ordained for them to take your first coat because you'd still be preaching over there. Some of you wonder. Take it. So they snatched the coat from you. Hello, 34. Next thing, he comes to Potiphar's house. And he's ruling over the whole house. He is now the head man in charge. He is the head over the entire house. How many of you hear me about the Holy Ghost? He's got a new coat. He got to like that coat so much he didn't want to give that one up either. So God arranged Potiphar's wife to snatch that coat from him 60-fold. 
You thought you were going through something because God was mad at you. God, you were set up for a blessing. This ain't nothing but a set up for a blessing. God set you up to bring you to a greater glory. You thought you backslid. You thought the devil was devouring you. You thought your ministry was over. But God said you were going to be satisfied there. But you can't be satisfied till you awaken with my likeness. I've got another coat for you. Come on. And the Bible says when he came in the presence of Pharaoh. Pharaoh took his coat off king of all of Egypt and put it on him so he could go back and feed those that were still stuck in 64 and 34 God doesn't give you a hundredfold for you to just parade around God gives it to you so you can go help those stuck in 34 and 64 they may not believe in us now. They may think you're crazy. They may think you lost your mind. They may not believe when you get radical and crazy and you begin to hunger for the next millennium and you're telling God, I don't want to be raptured. I want to be changed. I ain't trying to get to heaven. Heaven is trying to get to me. I'm not a scared of man, beast, or the police. I'm not scared of anything, but what God has commanded me to do, that I will do. They'll look at you like you're crazy. They'll tell you you're false. They'll tell you you lost your mind and you tell them that's all right because when my day comes I won't forget you when you're stuck back there I'll come and help you out I'll feed you with this manna I'll feed you with this anointing I'll feed you with this present I won't leave you there laugh at me now laugh at me now oh let me can I take it to laugh at me now Hello, Sarah. Sarah, who was so old, she couldn't have children. Hello, Sarah, who was so old, she couldn't have children. Let me tell you, if she's too old to have children, scholars say she was 76 years old. She was a Semite woman, Semitic woman, out in the desert. This is no cute lady. 76. The factory is closed and out of business. Well, let me help you. Let me help you. That's how the church looks now. The church looks like she can't bring forth nothing. She's too old to bring forth a revival. She's too dead and dried up. But do you know something that happened? While Sarah was pregnant with Isaac, while she was pregnant, the Bible says there was a king, Abimelech, who looked at her and said, I want her for my wife. Can I tell you, when you get pregnant with the seed, which is the word of God, not only will you become pregnant, but your youth your joy your beauty will be restored also can i tell you the church may not look like much now but honey if she just gets pregnant if she ever gets pregnant she won't only become pregnant but her beauty her joy her strength her glory will be released back to her and be restored all right take this to the next level can i david was anointed by samuel 34 to fight bears and lions in a wilderness where nobody could see it come on somebody first foe first anointing 34 
David came to Judah. Judah anointed him king. Hello, he became king over worship, but that's only 64. Can I take it to the next level? And then Israel come. Israel came and laid hands on him and anointed him. So now he comes to Hannibal. He doesn't only have power to worship and power to fight lions and bears. Now he has power to govern all. Governmental authority to sit in the throne of God. Can I take it to the next level? I don't know if y'all are ready for it. See, there's a water baptism that'll bring you in the kingdom of God. There is a spirit baptism. Hello, 64. But there's a fire baptism. And what we've been preaching is wrong. We've been preaching that the fire only purifies the fire. God is a consuming fire. When you are baptized with fire, you are baptized with the nature of God. Thirty-four, sixty-four, hundredfold, outer court, inner court, holy of holies, Passover, Pentecost, time. Brother, do you hear what I'm trying to get you to know? There's a greater glory. There's a greater level God's trying to bring us to. And as long as we are satisfied with just sitting back and being just saved or just being filled with the Holy Spirit or just getting a few gifts and a few anointings, we're going to miss the fullness of the purpose of God. There's another realm we could take this to. The other levels we can make. We could take this to where the Bible says first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, but he doesn't say fourth. He just says first, second, third. Can I tell you that God has a bad habit of doing things backwards? The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. The first in order of authority is the apostle. Therefore, it is the last to be restored in God's authority or in God's realm. The second is the prophet. The third is the teacher. Can I minister to you today that God is restoring the gifts and as he ministers them that the teacher is going to come 30-fold, the prophet's going to come 60-fold, but there's coming an apostolic anointing that's going to be 100-fold and the apostles are going to bring a divine government that is going to establish us in the fullness of God. You can, let me tell you something. A prophet declares the word and the word gets you pregnant, but the apostle comes with an anointing and then after the woman's pregnant, he knows how to deliver the baby come on that's why you can't only have prophets you need prophets and apostles that's why the church is built on the foundation of the prophets and apostles the prophet gets them pregnant and the apostle comes along that's why that's why John the Baptist came on the scene but he prepared the way for a Jesus ministry come on he prepared the way not for for for, for a prophet he prepared the way for a man see the apostle brings the fullness of the man called Jesus Christ. Y'all ain't ready for that. You think so? Come on, Dwanja, jump over there with me to um, Ephesians 4. We're boldly going where no man has gone before. 34, 64, there are, there are greater glories. I shall not be satisfied until I awaken with his likeness. See, this is 
That's why, well, thank you. I'll preach on that for a few minutes since you said it. That's why when John the Baptist came on, he had to be beheaded. Come on, somebody. Because for so long he had been the only voice that when God brought a greater glory than him, he did not want to submit to the greater glory. So God had to behead him. So though his baptism remained, his ministry remained, his headship had to be taken because now Christ had come or an apostolic governmental authority had come. That's why the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to place his head. We'll deal with that in just a minute. I'll get in real trouble on that level. What did I say? I was, what did I have you turn? All right. We're just, we're just we're preaching this as it comes to us. This is by revelation. I'm preaching unlawful things. Paul said that I heard some things that were unlawful for me to repeat. John said, I heard the seven thunders utter seven things. And when I went to write what the seven thunders uttered, the angel said, or not the angel, that, that, that being that was there said, uh, John, seal up that book. Do not write these things. See, what John could not write, the Bible did not tell us we could not preach it. See, you're just not allowed to write it. Why is that? Because we have to come boldly to the throne of God for ourselves so we can hear it. If we read it, then we'll be preaching another man's testimony. That's why we've been giving Thomas a bum rap. Everybody's been dogging Thomas and saying Thomas is a doubter. Thomas is not a doubter. Thomas was probably the most anointed out of the 12 apostles. What do you mean? Because it was Thomas who said, unless I see him with my own eyes and touch him with my own hand, I won't believe. In other words, he said, I'm not going to live off your experience. I need my own revelation. I need to know him for myself. Lest I put my hand in his side so I could feel the inner workings. Come on, somebody, of the Holy Ghost. You need to have a Thomas experience and tell God, I'm not going to believe it because I heard someone else preach it. I need my own experience with God. All right, let's see here. Yeah, we're going to... Oh, I'm still looking for Ephesians. It's in here somewhere. All right, there we go. Ephesians 4 and verse 11. Verse 9, actually, that's where I want to start. Now, he that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens. I better finish this late. <laughs> he that ascended, what is it also but that he first descended? Or he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Now let's stop right there. Because for those of you that don't know it, as great as this sounds, Paul stole this from somebody else. See, Paul was guilty of stealing sermons too. So it's okay. We all are. I'll steal one from Apostle Paul quickly. I bought a bunch of his stuff and preached it back at my church. I said, look, this is God spoke to me. Because a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Come on, somebody. Wherefore he said when he, verse 8 again, Wherefore he said when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Paul didn't preach. Paul stole that. Who did he steal it from? He stole it from David. Psalm 68. Turn with me if you would. Hold on to Ephesians 4 because we've got to come right back to it. Because I'm going to show you the divine nature. Psalm 68. Let's, let's blow this uh, spirit right out the water here. You can't get this in the Bible bookstore, man. I won't mention any other names. I'm going to be real good today. 
Psalm 68, 18, thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts from men, yea, for the rebellious also. Now finish the verse. Read it out loud. Go ahead. What was that now? He ascended on high. He gave, led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell there. He ascended on high, led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Now back in Ephesians 4, Paul interprets the Lord God dwelling among them as, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are the Lord God dwelling. somebody I mean just missed it man it just the five-fold ministry is a representation of the fullness of Christ if you reject any part of it you reject the person of Christ himself you have a church that doesn't allow apostles or prophets to come into it then you got two-thirds of Christ then and then or, or, or you got three-fifths of Christ and you're wondering why you can't be like him you can't be like him till you see all of them and the only way you're gonna see all of them is that the Lord might dwell among you through apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers who is the apostle of our faith Jesus who is the greatest prophet to ever declare truth Jesus who is the greatest evangelist and gatherer of people Jesus who is the greatest shepherd and pastor of people Jesus who is the most profound teacher to ever sit on a rock and teach the gospel Jesus so the fivefold ministry is an expression of the divine nature that's why Paul said follow me as I follow Christ and you will become Christ because when you follow me you are following an expression of the divine nature so you can be changed into that that's why the psalm says mark the perfect man and uphold the right man for at the end of that man is peace come on somebody you don't let the whole ministry be expressed you go to church your whole life that only has a pastor you've only seen one-fifth of Christ you'll never be changed into him we have whole movements where all they did was teach Call themselves teacher pastors. Two fifths. And you're wondering why can't I become like him? You ain't seen all of them. You can't be like him till you see him as he is. Now we are the sons of God and it does not yet appear we shall be, but when he appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. The only way you're going to see him as he is is when the Lord dwells among you. How is he going to dwell among you? He has led captivity captive, gave gifts unto men, yea, for the rebellious also that the Lord might dwell among them. And he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why is God bringing Kim Clement to this city tomorrow? So that there can be an expression. 
God does not bring fivefold ministry to your city to move you and make you feel good and give you a reason to come and shout and dance. God brings them to you so you can see him and you can become like him. So that when the, when the prophet is ministering tomorrow night, you will see an expression of the prophetic and you will not seek him. You'll see Christ in Kim. You'll see the prophet Jesus stand up in the prophet Kim and then you'll become changed into that you behold. If you behold Kim, you'll miss God. You'll miss Christ and you won't be changed. If you behold me if you behold him if you behold any of us but you don't see the apostle paul you see the apostle christ in paul you don't come on you don't see the prophet bishop ash you see the prophet christ in bishop ash standing up how many of you hear me by the holy ghost can i take it to the next level oh i'm finishing yeah All a dangerous say it ain't so. Well, there's a 30-fold, 64-hundred fold, there's an outer court, inner court, holy of holies. They're differing expressions of the presence of God. God brings the apostle to literally after he, he sends a prophetic realm or prophetic company to prepare the way. But God will send let me tell you something. As much as we are seeing God move in the lives of prophets, God is raising up an apostolic voice to come behind those prophets so that those prophets, as they begin to give us the direction that we need, that direction will not will, will literally become governed. Can I minister to you that a woman can become pregnant, but she can still have a miscarriage? Some of us got more prophecies. I go to churches and they say, please, Bishop, we're trying to fulfill the prophecies you gave us three years ago. All 47 pages. We don't need, we don't need another prophecy. We need to know how to bring government to what the Lord said so that it can be established on the earth. God is bringing, literally there's coming a prophetic release into the earth in this hour, but those, that prophetic release is coming is to stir up a generation that's going to come into covenant relationship with one another, and they're going to begin to, and we're going to see an apostolic expression of the full purpose of Jesus Christ, and it's going to, I mean, it's going to begin to explode over every city and nation, over every township, over every village, it's going to happen over every state, over every country, there's going to become a divine expression that won't be able to be stopped, and when men try to organize it and turn it into another denomination, God will send apostles to challenge that thing and bring the life of Christ back to it again and begin to declare unto those men the lives of the things of God. Can I minister to you today that God is about to bring us to another glory and what fed us yesterday is not going to feed us today. What ministered to us yesterday doesn't minister to us anymore and that's why there's something inside of us that's saying there's got to be more. There's got to be a greater glory. There's got to be a greater hunger. There's something inside of you that's hungry so much for God. And you thought you were crazy. You thought you had missed God because you were attending church. And all you wanted to do was just go to church, get saved, get a husband, get a wife, get 2.5 kids, get your little house, get your master's degree in college, work 30 years, get you a retirement, get you a, a timeshare in Hawaii, get your little house with white picket fence, get your two little, little sissy dogs up in your front yard there, and, and, and get your little boat to go fishing once a year. Your whole life was planned out and out of nowhere. Out of you just sitting in church, just singing in the choir, 
free he has set me free and you're just happy you're just paying your little tithes and your little offerings you just love jesus and you are just happy just happy with your little tired prayer group coming together just praying we're just praying for one another in your little woman tired woman's bible study your little tired men's bible study oh just hurting the wounded people everybody's wounded and hurt i'm just helping you because you're hurt and wounded and all of a sudden out of nowhere something broke inside of you and you begin to say there's got to be more to christianity than this there's got to be more i didn't get saved to sit on a pew i didn't get saved to sit here and be tied up in some Bible study when are we going to become the sons of God when is there going to be a greater glory and you thought you were backslidden and when you talked to other Christians they looked at you like you were crazy and then you thought maybe I am crazy but I'm here to prophesy to you tonight you are not crazy you are the hundredfold you are those greater glories those that are called to a greater anointing those that are called to a greater outpouring those that are called to a greater move of the Holy Ghost in the world has ever seen before brother the Bible says the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house the bible says the end of a thing is better than the beginning jesus said verily verily i say unto you the way that believeth on me the works that i do he shall do and great <laughs> grab your neighbor and shake him and said you ain't seen nothing yet Brother, that's why when John, when Jesus submitted to the will of the Father that was above him, he came to John the Baptist. And when he came to John the Baptist, three things happened. The heavens opened. Hello, can I minister to you? That God's bringing sons into a place of obedience. And the heavens are about to open when we submit to the purpose of God. Brother, we're not going to preach from a closed heaven. We're not going to have to go to the, to the sermon section of the Bible bookstore to get a message anymore. Brother, we're going to get in the presence of God and the heavens are going to be open to us. Somebody once asked me, he said, Bishop Ash, how do you get all this revelation? Brother, I preach from an open heaven. I prophesy from an open heaven. I pray from an open heaven. I declare from an open heaven. I ain't got to get prophecy. Honey, it rains on me every day. God talks to me every moment of the day. Brother, when the heavens are open, you ain't got to get it. It'll come to you. You don't have to try to get it. It'll come to you. Somebody said, I've been reading the Bible my whole life. I ain't never seen that stuff. That's because your heavens are closed. But when you submit to the purpose of God, when you submit to the voice that'll say, this is my beloved son, when you stop trying to be Baptist and Pentecostal and Presbyterian and charismatic, when you stop trying to be that and you start becoming a son, when you submit to the voice that says, you're my son, then he'll open the heavens and they'll never be closed again. Come on, somebody. God, when you submit to the purpose of God, when you submit to whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. You ain't ready for that. The heavens were open. A voice spoke and a dove landed. The dove that Noah sent out of his ark. The first time he sent it, it came back with an olive branch. The second time he sent it, the Bible says it never came back. Can I tell you why I didn't come back? Because it's been looking for a body. It's been looking for a new ark. 
of deliverance to set its feet on and Jesus was that ark of deliverance come on but it didn't only stop there with him because when he died and was crucified the dove appeared again but this time it appeared as clothes of fire and as a matter of fact when you hear it read it in the Greek text the word that says that the, that the tongues cloven tongues of fire literally in the Greek it means a dancing hand of fire appeared and came on their head can I tell you there's coming a dancing hand not dead dried up apostles prophets evangelists pastors of these but they're gonna come a dancing going to come worshiping they're going to come in the power of the fire of the holy ghost and they're going to rest on the church to bring glory wonder if i could take that to the next level wonder if you you got about five more minutes can i bring that to the next level God does everything 34, 64, 100, outer court, inner court, holy of holies, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles, principal eight, and then the going to pull the air in the court. Faith, hope, charity. Jesus Christ the Lord, priest, prophet, king, father, son, spirit. He does it in threes. Let me help you real quickly get set free. When Jesus or when Solomon finished the first temple, the Bible says he got 120 priests and got 120 silver trumpets. And those 120 trumpets were sounded to declare that God had literally uh, been present in the, those 120 trumpets sounded that the temple was finished. Hello, 120 when the first temple was finished. Can I tell you that temple was torn down, destroyed. But God started to build a new temple. Somebody once told me, said, hey, you know, the Jews are rebuilding a temple in Israel. That means the end of the world's coming. I said, you poor, blind, crippled, crazy Christian. Let me self-set you free real quick. I don't care what they do in Israel. God's not care. God does not concern with what they do here. God never stopped building a temple. He said that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And like I tell people all the time, I said, if the Jews do rebuild the temple and they start to offer animal sacrifice, I'll pay the Antichrist ticket to go sit in that place because God won't be there. Are you listening? If they rebuild the temple, the Antichrist, they deserve the Antichrist because there is one sacrifice once and for all and that sacrifice is the Lord Jesus Christ who has set men free for once and for all. You can plant all the olive trees you want and get all the hunt to want two thousand dollar specials to israel and walk up the holy site you want to brother there's only one thing that god ever was concerned with and that was a church to declare the manifold wisdom of god unto principalities and powers brother it is through the church that god will make known what his purpose is not through israel not through the world through the church god will let the world know what his purpose is so 190, so sorry, 120 trumpets. Can I minister to you? That was when he finished the first temple. And when he started building a new temple, hello, on the day of Pentecost, 120 people were gathered in an upper room and they began to prophesy and speak in tongues. Hello, he raised up another 120 trumpets. I know some of you preachers are here saying, just keep preaching because there's about 37,000 messages. I can preach every one of them things. On the, on the day of Pentecost, he had another 120 trumpets. But the Bible says when the last trump, 34, 64, 100, Solomon had the 34. Pentecost was the 64. So when's the, when is the next 120 trumpets coming? Can I prophesy to you? The Bible says when the last trump shall sound. Not the seventh trumpet of the book of Revelation. The last trump 
What is the last trump? Well, on the 50th year, which is the year of Jubilee, every 50th year is the year of Jubilee, so on every 50th year you sound a trumpet. Are you listening to me? I am condensing 15 years of preaching in one sermon. Every 50th year is the year of Jubilee, so that on every 50th year you should sound a trumpet and sons shall return home. The year of Jubilee... What happens if you can't pay your bills you sell your sons into slavery your sons are sold into slavery to pay the price for you hello can i prophesy to you that when adam sinned he sold all of the seed that would come unto him in slavery to pay off his debt but god's about that's why jesus said i've come to declare the acceptable year brother can i prophesy to you you've been working in another man's field and your father forgot what you look like and you forgot what your father looked like but can i prophesy to you when the year of jubilee comes brother you're going to put down the hose you're going to put down the rake you're going to put down the shovel from working in a carnal field and you're going to step out and as you begin to come home come on can i prophesy to you in the jewish culture when the year of jubilee would come an old jewish mother would be stirring her matzo ball soup and as she She'd look outside of her window she'd say Abraham come here look that boy looks just like you he could be our son and then you know what he walks just like you and he looks just like you and he talks just like you and he acts just like you wait a minute that was our son we sold into slavery to pay our bondage but he's not coming back a boy he's coming back a man he was sold him into slavery a boy but he's coming back a son he's walking like you brother when we were sold into slavery we went in boys but we're coming out sons of God we're coming walking Talking, talking, casting out devils, raising the dead, healing the sick, and working miracles just like Jesus did. Let me take it to the next level. So from the time of Adam until the time of the Babylonian captivity were 2,000 years. Those 2,000 years in God's purpose, in God's plan, Actually, from the time of Adam until the time of Moses, 2,000 years, those purposes, those things that God has done, every 50th year is a year of Jubilee. Hang out with me here. Every 50th year is a year of Jubilee. So for the first 1,000 first years, 20 divided by 50, 40. Now from the time of Adam until the time of Christ, 4,000 years. 80 jubilees or 80 trumpets from the time of Christ until now it's almost a thousand two thousand years so from the time of Christ until now it's been another almost two thousand years so we can say about 39 trumpets of jubilee so now it's been hundred and nineteen trumpets have sounded but when the last trump shall sound Come on, somebody. When the last trumpet of the Jubilee sounds, brother, when the last trumpet sounds at the close of this millennium, then shall in the third day, it shall announce the seventh day. It shall announce the fullness of the millennium reign when those people who are changed into the image and the glory of God shall manifest the presence of God. Brother, you think you've seen revival? You think you saw an outpouring? You thought Azusa Street was good? You thought the latter rain movement was good? You thought the book of Acts was excited? You ain't seen nothing yet there's coming a church there's coming a revival there's coming a move of god there's coming a people there's coming an outpouring that has never been seen before let me finish you're about to walk out the fullness of the purpose of god how am i doing here got about five more minutes 
Somebody's saying, I can't eat no more. Stop. Get a doggy bag. You can't eat it here. Go home and chomp on it tonight. Brother, God's about to bring us to the fullness of the purpose of God. Brother, there's coming a prophetic declaration. Hear me. People are hungry. They don't want the milk. Hello, 34, 64, 104. Hello, there's the milk of the word for babes. The sincere milk is for babes. Hello, the bread of the word. Oh, somebody. What do you do on the Feast of Pentecost? You bake two loaves. Hello, bread. What do you do on the Feast of Tabernacles? You kill a cow. Feast of Pentecost, you bake loaves. Hello, bread. Feast the tabernacles, you kill a cow. Hello, meat. We don't want milk or bread. We want the meat of God's word. We want the deep things that God has for us. Don't give me no milk and meat. I want to know about inner healing. What kind of hogwash is that? I want to be inner healed. I want to be changed to his glorious image. All right, let me take it to the next level. Do I got a few more minutes? All right. All right, I'm, I'm in conclusion. You know, in the Orthodox Church, they only let me preach about 10 minutes. I get it all out now. If you ever been to an Orthodox Church, you know, they chant for three hours, man, but for 20 minutes, that's all you get to preach. And if you go over that, it's lost. So I'm just taking it all out on you. <laughs> Can I minister to you that we're going to begin to minister? We're going to, we the body of Christ are going through some things to experience the fullness of the purpose of God. What Adam lost, Jesus restored. And what Jesus restored is going to be manifest in our lives. Put it another way, Bishop Ash, if you insist, Adam was made out of the dust of the earth. When God cursed the serpent, he said, as long as you live, you shall crawl on your belly and you shall eat the dust of the earth. Some of you are wondering why you cannot cast the devil out of your life. You cannot cast the devil out of your life when you continue to feed him. The serpent eats the dust of the earth. You are made out of the dust of the earth. As long as you operate in the flesh realm, you are feeding the devil. The reason he is not leaving your life is because you keep feeding him. If you keep feeding uh, Alec Cat, he's going to keep coming back. The way to get rid of Alec Cat is to stop putting milk on the back porch. You want to get rid of the devil? That's why, that's why deliverance is a lie. why these deliverance services were can we go we know, I, I was watching today so i just picked up a, a video today where some some self-righteous pontius pilot of a preacher calls it uh, we have videotaped three and a half hour deliverance service of one woman who was doing yoga no three days a three day deliverance service three days Three days delivering a person from demons? That goes, that, brother, I don't feel sorry for the woman. That man needs to get a job flipping burgers because any demon that's possessed a person, they are subject to the name of Jesus. Brother, you don't have to be an old Christian. You can be a new convert. Brother, all, if you're a new, you can be saved 10 minutes and you got the power to cast out devils. Jesus ain't never took three days. The apostles never took three minutes.